you're listening to season three of Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast. I'm Kimberly Evans, and I've been planning events, workshops, retreats, and socials for almost 20 years. After working with so many incredible clients and entrepreneurs, and personally experiencing hardship in life and business, I've discovered how powerful our mindset and purpose is in creating a life of joy and celebration while having a whole lot of fun along the way. Join me with a coffee or cocktail as I connect with inspiring leaders, entrepreneurs, tastemakers, and extraordinary people as they share their journey in life and business and how they are striving to live a life of purpose. Your fears and beliefs in yourself will be transformed as you work towards creating the best version of yourself from the inside out. You're in good company. Cheers to celebrating simple life. Today on Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, I'm chatting with Fian O'Bayan, owner of Okiki Consulting. Born in Nigeria and raised in Saskatchewan, she is passionate about creating a company that helps small to medium-sized businesses reach their potential with powerful yet cost-effective ways to present their brand to the world. Whether she's creating a marketing, social media, or content plan, she wants to make every business she works with famous, prestigious, and renowned. And in her Nigerian culture and native language, that word is Okiki. Join us as we talk about marketing, growing a business, capturing your audience, and the way we have collaborated on the curated content social. You might even find out which sweet treat gets you straight to her heart. She is such a lovely person on the inside and out, and I am so excited for you to listen to our conversation today. So tune in. Hello, Fian. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. This is going to be so fun. I have so many things that I want to talk to you about. Um, I'm so glad that we finally had the opportunity to meet in person. And now you're not just my virtual friend. You're my (laughs) in-person friend now, too. Yes. (laughs) That was so exciting. That was definitely so much fun. And at the best event, too. Right? I know. We will never forget meeting. Absolutely. (laughs) So we will dig into all of the juicy details about this event later on in the podcast. But first, I want to just hear a little bit more about you. And I would love for you to introduce yourself to my listeners and how Okiki Consulting came to be. Yeah, for sure. No, thank you. And um, it's an interesting path that I kind of went on to become an entrepreneur. Uh, So for me, most of my life, my main passion um, outside of entrepreneurship, which I later found out was one of my main passions, is music. And so I kind of, you know, (laughs) went through school, went through high school, and like that's all I really wanted to do. (laughs) Like when my family was asking, what do you want to do next? I was like, yeah, like I'd be cool if I you know, wrote some music and just toured all the time. (laughs) Giving some background, um, I have uh, Nigerian parents and (laughs) they're both in medicine. And so that was like, um, what do you mean by that? You 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 mean you want to do something artistic and in the music industry? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that was a big conversation. And then they're like, you have to get a degree in something. We don't care what it is. Just make sure you get it. So I was like, okay. Um, so I went to U of S and I did the music program through art. And I liked some aspects of it, but I realized like I wasn't super into the classical aspect. I was really into, um, you know, jazz and R&B and, and gospel music. So that was kind of more my thing. And I felt like I wasn't going to grow in that. 
in the program that they currently, I felt like I wasn't going to grow in that in the program that they currently had. And so I, yeah, I wasn't really enjoying myself and um, I wasn't really enjoying all of the, you know, typical arts and science classes. And my mom could see I was just so disengaged and she's like, okay, like, <laughs> what do you want to try? You know, what are you kind of interested in? Um, at that time too, I had also auditioned for what I thought was a music and computer like recording program at University of Victoria. So I had been preparing for that. So I prepared for that with voice and um, I did a little bit of saxophone at the time. And I found that it was more, it wasn't exactly what I was looking for. So eventually um, I also tried out for this theater school program, which wasn't even a degree, um, but it had <laughs> singing, acting and dancing. And I just had heard so many good things about the school. I had done a show with someone who went there and I was like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to ask my parents because it's not a degree. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love be a hearing whole... this from your perspective today because you would be very good uh, mentor for my daughter because this is exactly what she wants to do. And same thing where I'm like, oh, I don't want to be a dream crusher here as a parent, <laughs> but this seems like a challenging career step that looks fun when you're a kid. But is this something that you can actually do? <laughs> oh, yeah. And the funny thing is, it's all of that and, and more. And I think what it did for me and what happened, end up happening is my I was like, she's not even into her school, like her, you know, the grades aren't really there the way they used to be. She's just not there. Let's just let her try this thing. Maybe she'll do some soul searching. Right. <laughs> and that's smart, literally, smart mama. that's literally what happened. Uh, so I went out to Victoria for this other program, which is the theater school program. And I was there for two years. And Honestly, it was all of that. I loved the singing. I loved the dance. I loved the acting. It was also super intense. It wasn't like a nine to five situation. It was more like a nine to nine because when you weren't <laughs> practicing, you were rehearsing. And when you weren't rehearsing, you were performing. And it was pretty intense. And I think what also was the fact is like my first time away from home, um, it wasn't like a college dorm situation. So we did have to find every single person had to find their own housing. So it kind of like that kind of growing up really fast situation. And then um, because it's more like you finding yourself and there was a, in second year, there was a point where they actually were like, okay, um, we, the school really emphasized creating your own production. Um, they found that people got more work when they created their own work, as opposed to just auditioning for shows, which I actually think was a really good concept. So they made us do like mentorship programs where we create our own pieces and um, they actually made us do a thing where we presented in front of other theater um, directors our theater concepts, and they would decide if they wanted to work with us and actually create that show. Wow. So, um, I, it was like 20 of us that presented, and then they, the class would pick the top four. Um, I think mine made the top, yeah, mine's made the top four. And then from there, we got to present in front of these four directors who actually directed theaters in that city. And um, none of the directors chose mine, but another director with a different theater that couldn't make that meeting heard about mine, and she's like, this is a really good fit. So I actually got to work with her. Um, and this is kind of part of another story I don't have to get fully into, but yeah, I got the grants. They paid me, like, yeah, it was like two grants to, like, write this theater piece. I never thought that was possible. That was really cool. Wow. And, and I actually ended up getting really sick 
Uh, and oh, I had to no. come back home. And so I couldn't actually complete that production. Um, and that's part of a totally different story. But uh, basically, I was working a little too hard out there. And is and that was kind of it. But what that really spurred in me is like this idea of being able to create, being able to pitch ideas, being able to actually bring all of that together. And I felt like growing up, no one had really explained to me like marketing even as a degree or as an option. And I was here trying to do it for art, but I realized you could do it for so many other things. And so I ended up moving back um, and going to U of S for marketing. And I just thought, yeah, this is something I'd like to do once I graduate. I knew like, and I have done internships in between that I would have to do some learning to really take this off. Um, but I just knew that long-term, like my goal is to be able to run this business and, uh, to be able to do it full time. Cause I love hearing people's ideas and concepts and really bringing it to life. And, um, I found also, I have this passion for doing that more than just theater, like through video videos, like something right. I really enjoy. And so that is my interesting path to how I created this. Business. I love it. Like, isn't it so amazing? I mean, Easier said than done when you can look back now in retrospect. I'm sh- retrospect, I'm sure you were devastated at the time that you got sick and weren't able to like follow through on this amazing opportunity that um, had happened to you. But isn't yeah. it just wild how doors close and doors open and the path that you initially started in from a music standpoint leads you full circle all the way around the bend and around the rivers and around the <laughs> anywhere yes. in between to get you to a place where you're doing something that you would have never in your wildest dreams thought that you would be set up to do and you're so happy yes exactly i think it was um a blessing in disguise in the sense that I mean I learned a lot of things even from having to come back home like trying to like work on balance that was just mm-hmm. something that didn't exist in my life before. yeah I was like you just do what you're passionate about and you just keep working like there wasn't well, really you, that concept in my well, mind you usually have to be like actually struck by lightning before something actually makes like big changes right that's how i am at least yes and so i think that having that before starting a business definitely set me up in a better way because i think if i had done it with how i used to do things then definitely um it wouldn't be a good foundation and then yeah and then also just having access to more um education in in a space that actually made sense to me um getting my degree in marketing actually was fun um as opposed to what I was doing before. And the cool thing is I was able to still apply to my music. So I do have like a band I jam with in town and we have been able to do different like shows or produce work because of the collective learning. So I think they all tie in together. And yeah, it's just beautiful to see how it came together. And I still have a good relationship with that director, even though uh, we never got to do this show. Right. <laughs> and if you're passionate about what you do and like, why did you get in that field? That's an interesting story in itself. Or if you have tips about it, there's definitely an audience who wants to hear about it. So that's like the first part, just kind of taking that load off of them because I personally enjoy bringing that story to life. And then they don't have to feel the burden. They can instead get into it and enjoy it for themselves. And then the other part I like to do is also find the things that they're already good at and help them convert that into content. So I was actually coaching someone the other day who 
uh, he blogs a lot. And he was like, yeah, like, I just don't know. Like, how am I going to get into video? How am I going to get into all this other stuff? And I was saying, like, hey, like, actually, you blog so much. You can definitely repurpose those blogs into, like, long-form posts, shorter posts. Just, like, reuse what you already have and, like, just have a strategy around that. So, like, just really um, helping them to... I guess, like, simplify to amplify and really see their message as their story and their passion and their way of serving people as opposed to, I'm trying to be everywhere like this influencer I see and (laughs) I don't have that personality, I don't have that skill, I'm not that good of a speaker. Like, all these things that go in your head when you see those people. Well, you almost can, like, easily very quickly jump into imposter syndrome where you just feel like what you're doing isn't good enough when you are focusing on what other people are doing. But what I almost hear you saying is that you get to be this like fresh set of eyes and ears for somebody's business where you get to look at it from this fresh perspective because it's sometimes hard when you're in your business for whether it be a short amount of time or a long period of business, it's easy to almost forget that certain people do or don't know certain things about your business. And when somebody like yourself is able to look at a business with a neutral, it's not your business. So you're not in the day-to-day grind of it, but you get to like look at it and say, wow, this is what I'm seeing and almost give them a totally new way of thinking about it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Yeah, that's totally how it feels like for me. Um, A fresh set of eyes and just seeing the real uh, creativity and potential in it. A lot of times people really, I find a lot of people don't think what they have to say is interesting at all. And it's surprising, like, when I'm able to help them really see it and flesh it out, like, yeah, actually, like that tip you have about that accounting idea I didn't know that existed so right that's actually really helpful <laughs> to your audience so you should you should share that you know kind of thing and, and just really encouraging them and in, in what they're already gifted in and just letting them know their, their contribution matters totally well so what would you say so if somebody I feel like I always want to be able to give really practical tips that listeners can actually walk away from Uh, listening to our conversation today with real tangible things that they can try in their own business to best understand um, how they can better move forward, I guess. So if somebody listening today is, has a business and they are feeling exactly like what we have just described as overwhelmed, there's just way too much stuff to pay attention to and on the go and I know for myself, there's lots of us that feel like, oh, we know we're wearing too many hats. We should probably delegate and figure out how to do this, but it's easier said than done. So if you're in this state of trying to figure this all out and you don't know where to begin and somebody decides, you know what, I'm going to send Fee in a message or an email or a DM, what would be the very, if someone came to you and just said, help, I don't even really know what it is that they need, how would you initially just consult with somebody to start to kind of branch out and determine what a client actually needs in order to help market their business and grow better. Totally. Um, yeah, I guess initially, uh, of course, and I'm sure everyone does this, you know, you do that discovery call, right? Just to see what their story is, what their business is about. And then I think for them, if, if you're working on your own and you're like, yeah, I need to like put out content. Like, I don't even know, 
like I, I'm told I need to do all these like 50 things and like if you follow Gary Vee he talks about like, right. posting like <laughs> 64 pieces of content a day which I'm like, yeah okay. you're like Gary I love you but I can't keep up with your energy <laughs> you know it's like okay like that's a little intense but like first of all what do you already have and and what what is the thing that you're drawn to the most? I do believe video is super important because it mm-hmm. lets people know you before they know you. But if you're not naturally in that space, you probably have to hire someone for that. So maybe it's a stepwise thing. Um, it's, it's a simplify to amplify. So let's say, um, let's do the simple versions of all of them. So let's say you already had like a blog or an about me kind of thing or like just even one blog. I would say take that and do the long form and and take out small ideas from that and then make those short form either posts or like really small in images. So like a, a free tip for, for your audience is like you can use like a sentence from that and put it into something like a tag. Okay, so actually pull out a existing sentence or two or whatever you think is appropriate and just direct copy and paste what you've already created before and show up in a new way yeah yeah exactly you can quote yourself even uh and if you have (laughs) if you have something like um a a really good app for this is canva um it's it's basically like graphic design for non-graphic design people and they just make it so simple and even though i do have graphic design i use it from time to time anyways because it's just really fast I do too I do graphic design on my own but I also definitely supplement with it because it's just such a fabulous program exactly and and the nice thing is it gives you all the dimensions for the different platforms in there and so you don't even have to like know it off the top of your head so for people just starting that's a really good one to start with yeah extract from what you already have um if you have to do video and you for some reason really didn't have the means or anything um finding a software like a zoom or something and recording yourself just talking um that could be a really good start you know um if you just want to put content out there and simplify it um and then another like really simple way again is um to to really think of like even images uh if you had to do something again like with with a blog post you already had or some ideas you already had try and you know find someone who can do a nice like shoot for you and get like a like a few good images out of that and then that could even be used as content so um, I'd say find the thing that resonates with you the most if you are more of a blogger and a writer and you're not super huge on images that could be a really good place to start I've definitely seen people have really good um, content engagement my platform of choice that I enjoy the most is LinkedIn, um, just from posting words. Um, but they're just very consistent about it. And then if you're an image person, you know, have that image, have a little bit of copy with it. Oh, and this is the last part I forgot to say. You can schedule your content. Um, there's a yes. few apps to do this, but if it's overwhelming you, for sure. And even if it's not, it's just a better workflow system in general. I'm sure you may not have multiple days to do this, but if you could have one day and a few hours and just plan it and then schedule out a lot of content, um, that could be helpful to you as well. 
So I agree with that 100%. I, it's a, something that has always been a work in progress. I'm like a really organized person, but I find when I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to this, when you have a lot of different projects on the go in your business and in your life for that matter, I have found that time blocking is like, it's not a new concept, but it's been a new concept that I've implemented for myself that has really changed my um, ability to just pay attention to one thing at a time rather than thinking, oh, what if I did 50 things at once? Yeah, (laughs) and was not successful in any of them. But you know, like just doing one thing at a time and saying, you know what, I am just going to spend the next 30 minutes doing just this. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not looking at my email. I'm not going to pan over to a different social media app. I'm not going to look at this. I'm just doing this one task. And it is sounds ridiculous. But I don't think we realize sometimes how much we kind of jump around and we think we're multitasking and being really productive. These were like the lies I told to myself too. <laughs> and yeah. I in myself in how many things I was crossing off the list because my task list with my business is extraordinarily long every mm-hmm. single day. It just is the nature of my business is lists and tasks and getting things done for many multitudes of things. And it's so much easier time blocking and just saying I'm working on this today and everything else just has to wait and you just prioritize what is urgent and then the next day these are the things you're working on so you actually feel like you can accomplish something at the end of the day rather than like wow I was working all day and I'm looking at my list and it doesn't feel any smaller (laughs) I I love that you, you you mentioned that because yeah for sure and similar to like I we're both kind of in that boat like when like we, I have this podcast and I also help clients and um, mm-hmm. you have different contract things. So I have, I find I really do have to time block. Yeah, definitely. And it's like this concept of simplify to amplify. I definitely didn't make up that phrase. I, I can't remember where I got it from, but I love that. And that's definitely something <laughs> in the last month or so I've been trying to go um, big on is like today I'm working on this project and like, if it's done early, then maybe I can add something else. But at least really simplify. And with social media, it is a lot of planning. Uh, that is it at the end of the day. So uh, for people finding themselves overwhelmed, that's why I mentioned the automation and scheduling. It's something you can actually plan. And you don't actually have to be there <laughs> when these right. things are going. So that's great. <laughs> well, and it's so easy when it's something that you're doing every single day rather than scheduling it. It almost takes you down little rabbit holes of like, oh, I'm just going to go do this. And then you're on the app and then you see a notification and then you jump over to this and then you see this person has tagged something and you're like, oh, I better just read this quickly before I go back to doing what I'm doing. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness, 40 minutes has passed. And I actually thought that this was going to take me like one minute. Now I've spent 39 extra minutes just doing who knows what. I can't even tell you. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I love it. So. One of the things that I have been so excited and the reason how you and I kind of initially connected um, virtually was the curated content social uh, that I have just launched and we had the very first one last week. And I love how everything that we're talking about from a marketing and social media standpoint kind of flows right into this. 
I'll get back to the show in 20 seconds, but I wanted you to be the first to know about the new event I've created just for you. The Curated Content Social is a networking photo shoot that simplifies the content that you need to show up authentically on your social media. Imagine gathering together with a dozen amazing business owners to connect, grow, and learn more about each other's businesses while having a fun night out. And it's all photographed. This event only happens once a month and tickets sell out fast. This is all about helping you to create an abundant mindset to thrive in business and show up just as you are. To join in the fun, visit CelebratingSimpleLife.com to save your spot or connect with Celebrating Simple Life on Instagram. All right, friend, back to the show. Because this was ultimately the the trouble spots and why I saw a need for this curated content social was, first of all, most, most business offerings that somebody would have in their business generally often come because you yourself have experienced such a problem. <laughs> And you're Mm -hmm. trying to research to figure out how in earth to solve it. Um, But secondly, hearing other business owners and business colleagues talk to me, I kept hearing in the last year the same problem over and over and over again. And myself lamenting about the same problem too, with just feeling like there aren't enough hours in a day and to get everything done with marketing and feeling like I just didn't have the kind of imagery and video to actually put out on social. And I don't mean, I want to, I want to just make sure that as you listening today to this episode, that you are not thinking that what, what we're talking about means your social media or video has to look a certain way. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about showing up authentically and feeling like your social media matches you. That's how I am looking at these curated content socials because I think that this is a little bit of a hot topic sometimes that can come up and I find that it's really hard in certain industries and in my industry of event planning and marketing, there is an illusion of perfection that is constantly kind of trying to be achieved And there's sort of a misconception that when you see a perfect picture, that means everybody in that picture is perfect. They have no problems. Their life is wonderful. They're clearly better than you. They clearly are more successful than you. And all of the things that you start telling yourself when you see this, and I want to set up the explosives and burst that thought process out of the water because it's, it's toxic. And I love pretty things and I love beautiful things and I I love looking at pretty pictures and I love going to pretty events and I love setting up pretty things in my home and for my life, that is my natural personality to want to do that. But I can tell you that having a photograph of my kitchen in its current state would not be what I would wish to say, this is my true authentic self. (laughs) It's a disaster. I'll just tell you that. Um, You know, like... I just find there's this line. And so these curated content socials, the purpose of them is not to give the illusion of perfection. Every single woman that was at our event last week, I'm just going to blanket this and speak for everybody. I can 100% guarantee you that if they were speaking up on this episode right now, they would laugh their heads off and say, oh my goodness, yeah, my life is 
nothing but perfect. Nothing, nothing perfect about it. However, I want to show up authentically in my social media because I love connecting with others and I want my true self to shine through what I'm putting out in my life and my business. Do you agree? Yeah, totally. And I think that's part of what um, drew me to the concept as well, because (laughs) I think I really do uh, respect people who have worked really hard on making that beautiful like Instagram feed. (laughs) And for some reason, like that has just not really happened for me in the sense for me personally, uh, just to give some insight. If you check my Instagram right now, a lot of it is video actually. A lot of it is video from my podcast interviews. So in terms of presentation, it's pretty low, low key. Like you just see me talking. To I do have this linked in the show notes. So if you're listening, you can click over and look yeah. at the consulting's Instagram and website. And, and, and not that there isn't a place for that. Actually, again, I really respect that because I know it's a lot of effort. Um, I have helped clients with photos too. So I know it's a lot of effort to have really nice photos for your feed. But I was always um, trying to find, like Kim said, how I could show up authentically as a business owner, but also show myself, you know, doing the work. And because a lot of what I do is like, you know, social media or the video editing or behind the scenes, it's actually really hard to show that. And uh, right. That's why you know what? (laughs) You bring up a really good point because, like myself, you are a service based business. So you offer customers a service that they can purchase from you. My clients purchase me and my services um, versus, for example, a product based business. Like I do have a couple of products in my business, but for the most part, service based for like a jewelry a jewelry store or a spa or somebody that actually sells products that are like something that you hold in your hand and can buy. So Mm -hmm. just to clarify, when we're talking product-based business versus service-based business, and some are a combination of both, I am a little bit, but mostly service. And I think that's the part that's tricky because it's fairly straightforward. You You still need to have images and video that properly reflect the products that you have, but it's a pretty straightforward concept because it's been around for so long to understand here is a product. Do you want it? You can buy it. (laughs) Versus a service where you're describing how you can help somebody with social media. And yeah, you have it laid out on your website. I have my services laid out on my website, but I still find when you're a service-based business, there's seemingly a lot more questions to be asked. It doesn't seem to be quite so cut and dry with is this a service that might help me or is this a service that won't help me? Like you have to kind of do that. And it's only through the marketing aspect of what you show up with in words, pictures, and video that actually describe your business to a stranger that's looking you up who doesn't know you personally. I agree. And um, so to Kim's point, because of that, um, if you, and this will probably be linked, if you follow me, you'll, you'll see I actually post a lot of content on LinkedIn for that reason, because I felt like I didn't really have images, but I was really excited to take part in this event because I thought I, I have been shooting behind the scenes for the re, uh, reasons she brought up, just so people can see what it actually looks like <laughs> with what I'm doing. And, and that has been really good. And then having even pictures of that and 
and it just pictures of me like interacting with people because that's really where the where it's joyful for me and it's a highlight for me to actually see people and talk to people and I'm, I'm definitely an extrovert so um i i love uh the concept of capturing those moments and and i was really excited about it <laughs> well totally and like what a concept hey that you're taking video of somebody at an event while a photographer is taking photos of you taking a video of somebody yeah right <laughs> for like, sure it's this whole circle effect of like for myself i have to actively figure out how to get photographs of myself setting up events planning events meeting with people because those are not normal day-to-day -day things where there's just a random camera present like these are just things that are happening and me setting up an event in my yoga pants like hair up not in event ready mode because that is the way it goes there isn't just photo photographers randomly standing there being like oh would you like me to take a picture of you setting up for this client's event like that just isn't the case it doesn't happen and so i can post a picture of myself and write about what it's like setting up an event but those things don't necessarily correlate to somebody who is looking at a post and being like wow there's a picture of you sitting there i see i hear you telling me that you set up for an event but i'm not actually linking it together that that's what you do for a living but when i post a picture of me in action actually doing something i get completely different responses on social because people are like wow that looks so great you have such a fun job and i'm like oh clearly i don't look sweaty enough <laughs> in the pictures because this is often less than fun <laughs> yeah you know i think it's like you're saying kim it's that story behind what you do because people obviously want what you have to offer and they also want to see that you're passionate about it and kind of want to see that story along with it too and so i think and the cool thing with the event as well is i can say as an entrepreneur there's so there's so many benefits to it but like other than getting the pictures um you we also have that creative aspect if you're an entrepreneur you are a creative you know as well and i think it was really inspiring to see other entrepreneurs in the same space bringing uh -huh. what they had to bring whether it was the lady doing makeup or whether um it was um and with twisted goods showing her products yes. and it inspires yes. more ideas so all of a sudden people were like oh i'm going to wear that shawl and do a photo with that shawl and that hat yes and you can like amplifies. see it bubbling, right <laughs> yeah you can see the wheels turning and see it bubbling and people are getting excited about it i totally exactly. agree and that honestly was the entire purpose of the curated content social this event is essentially a photo shoot but I haven't been to many events where you're also networking at this. So it feels like a networking get together. There's food and drink and you're hanging out. And a lot of the people at the event last week at the very first um, kickoff curated content social didn't know each other. Exactly. So there was yeah. definitely some camaraderie of people that were like, oh, hey, great to see you. Some people knew each other better than others. But a lot of us were meeting for the first time. Yeah. And I thought that was so beautiful to be able to actually bring instagram to life first of all that's like my favorite thing because you have these just like you and me right you have these yeah. like virtual ways especially i mean social media has has often been like this but now especially throughout a world pandemic you really rely on being able to reach out to others from a tech 
technological standpoint rather than realizing that you can't just meet up in person. And this event was just so great. And we were staying safe. And I am still very aware of trying to make sure that every event that I put on is small groups and COVID safe and trying to do all of that. But it was so magical to just be together and to see introductions be made or somebody be introduced and be like, hey, wait, I know you from Instagram, but now we get to meet in person. It was so cool. Yeah, I would say that. And the fact that, you know, when we're in our individual spaces, too, as entrepreneurs, it can at times, uh, if we aren't intentional about connecting with people, can get lonely in those spaces or you think you're the only one. So I think when you're around that many people and you're like, oh, like and it wasn't too many like um like Kimberly said uh there's like it's 12 people so it's very small yeah and we had a very large farm place I know lovely (laughs) but um, (laughs) probably more room than we needed at this point but it was was beautiful but one of the things is exactly that you're seeing so many um you're seeing the different ladies uh who have their businesses who have been working hard at their craft you're you're getting inspired by their ideas we're we're creating new ideas from what we're seeing and it's that refreshing experience so you actually walk yes. away with uh, new ideas of how even without just getting the content that was created for for you with new ideas of how to even approach content and networking and different ideas i know some people did talk to me at the event and they're like hey i could use some video and i wasn't even really actively yes, <laughs> myself. I was just doing my, my job <laughs> you know yes. I was just I was just filming and all of a sudden someone comes up to me and she's like yeah so I really want to know what you do and it was all of that at once so I'd say it was like it was just stimulating in the best way you had the food the beautiful weather meeting all, all these inspiring um ladies and then actually working together create creatively like that was a really uh, cool experience. I'm like clapping and grinning from ear to ear as if you listeners can like see what I'm doing right now. Um, <laughs> this is exactly it. Having a, an event where you get to be in an experience that you have never been in before, whether it be a new environment, meeting new people, trying a new food you haven't tried before, trying a new beverage you haven't tried before, saying hello to somebody that maybe you would have been intimidated to just reach out to is exactly why I do what I do because that changes that it changes your mindset it changes the way you actually are experiencing life and like you said you walk away feeling refreshed and it's just this like reminder that you're not alone in business you hear the good the bad the ugly from everybody in their businesses while you're chatting there we were together for like three hours so you know you get from the beginning where you're all just like meeting and and connecting to the end where you're like oh wow I kind of don't want to go home this was really fun (laughs) (laughs) yes no it was so great and yeah also discovering a new location I had never been to uh city girl flower farm and so getting to even go there and meet the owner um yeah I was just inspired by the whole environment well I love it well and I if you are listening you need to look back on my IGTV because Fian created the most adorable um, video that captured so beautifully a few highlights of our event. And 
if this doesn't make you want to attend it, then I think it's just a lost cause because she did such a good job. It's so beautiful and energizing. And it just makes me so excited to see how all of these pieces of the event are coming together from you and I having a virtual coffee to you now having created a promo video for this event. I'm like, this is like full circle collaboration here. Yeah, no, thank you so much, Kim. I'm so excited for your audience to see that too, because even for me, <laughs> it sounds funny, but like that was probably one of my favorite videos to edit ever because Yay! it was so cool <laughs> because the thing is for me personally, I love blogging or blogging, yeah, video blogging events that I just went to for fun. Um, I have like a personal YouTube where I'm just like, I was just do it for my own memories. So it was this weird combination of doing something professional, but also having it be like this really nice memory. And so as I'm editing, I'm seeing it and getting to see the, like, you'll see some awesome drone shots. It was like, yes! oh, wow, this looks like, beautiful. What? And oh. it was just the most epic looking uh, video. And it was just so fun. So yeah, I cannot wait for you guys to see. So good. Like, I just couldn't be more excited about it. And the next event is already launched October 15th, and these are happening monthly from here on out. And so the link is in the show notes if you want to hear more about these curated content socials because they are just magic. So I'm so excited for them moving forward. But before we wrap up today, I want to make sure that I get to dig into a few little personal details about your own life, Fian, because I... Am I nosy? I don't know. Maybe I like to hear the like, I like to hear the funny, interesting <laughs> things that are going on. And I ask each guest these questions each week. And it's so fun to hear the answers. Um, so what is one thing that you do in the morning that sets the tone for your day? That's a really good question. I always have to have time to like, uh, do, do prayer and reflection. <laughs> That's like my kind of sets the tone for my day. <laughs> Love that. What is your coffee order if you drink coffee? Okay, so I can't drink coffee because I get too what? amped and I won't fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I always tell people, like, yeah, unfortunately I can't have that. But I'll, I'll get a frappuccino, um, like a vanilla frappuccino or a different type of frappuccino every once in a while. Or right. I'll just get passion tea lemonade. But yeah, unfortunately, I learned the hard way that I do not do well with coffee. Oh, my word. You have like a permanent caffeine stream just naturally flowing through your blood? I, I, I guess so. I, I don't really know what it is because it's not like I always feel super awake all the time. But it's like as soon as I take that... I will not sleep like, till 4 or 5 a.m. Okay. So. <laughs> so only on very, very days that you need to be really productive would you dare. <sighs> yeah, if I had to pull an all-nighter for some strange reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, what is something that you carry in your purse or bag, like day-to-day, -day, that you have to have um, when you travel or just on a regular day, you just can't live without it? I don't want to sound super lame and say it's my phone, but kind of because I love listening to podcasts. <laughs> I have one and I also like love listening to podcasts. So I guess my phone and headphones, because I'm like, if I was at an airport board, I would just literally find a podcast and tune into it. 
I love that. Hey, no apologies needed. That is a very common answer that I get. And it always, every single time a guest answers like that, they preface it with, yeah, like I probably shouldn't say my phone because all of us are like paranoid that we're on our phones too much. No, solid answer. I like podcasts too. Um, what is your favorite junk food? Oh, okay. I'm trying to... <laughs> is it hard to list just one? Because I find it yeah. hard to list just one. <laughs> Like, I love ice cream. Like, yeah, I, I love those ice cream, like those Oreo ice cream sandwiches. Oh, my goodness. See, I knew that's why we hit it off right off the cuff. Like, <laughs> we're just going to go and eat our Oreo ice cream sandwiches together. <laughs> They're so good. I have to, like, avoid those. And um, the other one, I guess, is, like, for some reason, I really like the Starbucks banana bread. I don't know why. Like, every it time just... I go there, I just have to get one just gets you you know what no explanation needed that sounds delicious um what was the first concert you ever attended oh wow hmm not I'm trying to think back now <laughs> you're so youthful you probably don't need to think that far back <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like I've gone to so many uh, or just favorite concert it doesn't need to be your first even just a favorite Okay. Well, okay. I guess the first concert I went to, like with just my friends, was I think it was Beyonce, like the first time she came. Yes. Like, she's come like three times, but I went to the very first time. Do you and, remember what year that was? Oh, like I think I was like grade 10 or something. Oh, man. That might have been like 2007. Okay. You want to know what? We, I was also at that concert myself, and we didn't even know each other yet, but do you want to know how I attended that concert? I was hoping oh. this was the year that you were going to say. I was 39 weeks pregnant, wow. which means I was a week before my due date with my firstborn baby, and she is so musical and gifted musically that I attribute it to Beyonce, singing her <laughs> sweet, sweet nothings in my belly while I was at the concert rocking That's out. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, such a good show. She was good. That's so cool. There's probably a lot of studies around that, like showing your baby's music. Yeah, like I don't, I don't have any real research on this, but I'm just gonna go ahead and thank Beyonce for the gift. That's great. Um, What is one thing that you absolutely love to do in your free time? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, don't say video don't say video editing either (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay Uh, actually there's kind of like two separate things but but things I I do really love um I love doing um hip-hop dancing in my free time so I'm part of this actually I have it tonight I'm part of this um crew called original hype with deaf soul in the city and I just it's just so fun to dance and then uh, if I get a chance, I like going to, yeah, I love going to a lake and just enjoying nature, which seems like complete opposite thing. You are a well-rounded individual, hip-hopping into a Saskatchewan lake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, where is your favorite travel destination that you've been or dream of going? Oh, I this is a cool question. Um, where I've been and I really enjoy, I love Japan. Oh. And, um, yeah. And um, I'm trying to think of one that I'm 
I think a really cool place to go to on my list is Spain. Yes. I feel like I just really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think we can get along just fine in Spain. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that looks amazing. Um, last but not least, what would your perfect day look like if you could just wake up and do what you wanted, no expectations? Yeah, I think my, it sounds funny again, but I think my perfect day would be like, oh, I get to travel somewhere cool and new. <laughs> just yes, like in your private explore. jet, that just gets you there. <laughs> just explore a new country and meet a bunch of people and try new things. I think that would be like a really awesome day. <laughs> that sounds absolutely magical. And even more so now, since we've been banned from traveling right we're all just a little bit itchy for the travel bug hey oh yes oh i love that fian thank you so much for your candidness and for just sharing about your business and i could not be happier that we know each other and i am just so excited for what the future is going to bring and just thanks for just being yourself here today thanks kimberly uh i i really appreciate that and you're such a gift too like Getting to experience your event for the first time, I was like, wow, she's really good at this. But it also just feels like it's fun and you enjoy people and you enjoy just bringing people together. And so that was really fun for me. And yeah, thank you for reaching out and, and starting this friendship, even though it started virtually. <laughs> right? Thank yeah. you so much. Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast is a proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network, which is supported by Connexus. Does money spark joy in your life or cause you stress? If you said stress, you're not alone. For 42% of Canadians, their biggest stressor comes from money. At Conexus, they care about your financial well-being. Money doesn't have to be stressful, and Conexus is here to help. The Conexus Money Talk blog provides expert advice, tips, and solutions for all life stages and events. Getting married, buying a house, budgeting, saving, they cover it all and more. And did I mention it's free? Check it out today at connexusmoneytalk.ca and start feeling confident and stress-free about your money. This show would not be possible without you, my incredible listeners. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to Celebrating Simple Life on Apple Podcasts or download and listen on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen. If you really want to make my day, leave a review. These reviews, ratings, and sharing screenshots of podcast episodes that were engaging for you on your Instagram stories and tagging friends that you think should hear the episode too really helps the podcast grow. It makes me so happy that I often select reviews to read on the show. And if yours is chosen, you will receive a special gift from me. Thank you for being a part of my mission to connect stories of business and life. Cheers to celebrating simple life.